0: Your favorite fat boy
1: By your favorite Fat Boy Jerron.
0: Stefan, aka Mayhem, aka the Rise of Super Negro, aka it's time for a reboot.
1: <laughs> Rise of Super Negro. <laughs> so, today we're doing another one of our hero talks, and we're going to talk about uh, our review of Coming to America, the sequel, along with. Uh, the our, th- our thoughts about Wonder cuz that just wrapped up not too long ago and the first episode of Falcon to the Winter Soldier and, and I'm gonna get going my to talk about of
0: Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: Crap! <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> you didn't watch it. So <laughs> leave the reviews to me. Good. I fell asleep three times. But we'll get but we'll get to that. We'll come to that. What Zack Snyder, you got it coming to come into you. Just know it, you got it coming to come into you. But uh, let's start it off with uh Coming to America. I'll i i start off, you know, regard regarding what I thought about it. I enjoyed it. I like I, mean, I like the the overall movie itself. I think uh oh what's the lady's name that played the mother. Help me out on Le- was it uh Leslie. What Leslie Jones? Leslie Jones. Um I think she's she pretty much stole, stole the show for me. She had the she had the best lines in the movie. I enjoyed her performance very much. The story was, the, the, the plot was a little, was a little paper thin, but it's it was, I think it served its purpose for being a movie that took place within 88. Somewhere around that time. It was,
0: it was definitely in the 88,
1: but yeah, it was back in the 80s. And it's like 30 years later, they decided to do a sequel. And I, it was funny. I, I chuckled a couple times. I smiled a couple times. The ending to me was the best part, but they had like the, the musical act and everything. Right. The barbershop scenes were funny. You know, Eddie and Arsenio didn't lose a beat. So I I had nothing but good things to say about it.
0: Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I did laugh a lot. The story is paper fucking thin. I mean, and they they just kind of rehashed the original Coming to America. And I guess if it it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. But for me, Wesley Snipes stole the show because he was just fucking hilarious. The yeah, I don't think movie.
1: people realize how funny. I don't think. I don't think he, he has done a lot. Of, he hasn't done a lot of comedies. Right. I don't think people realize like how funny he is. Cause I remember watching. Uh, it was like this little segment he did with it was like Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Wesley Snipes, and maybe somebody, some other comedian. And Eddie was just like telling Wesley Snipes like how funny he is and his, you know, his comedic timing and everything like that. Like if he's, if he, I guess at some part in his career if he decided to do more comedy you know he would have probably i don't know he made more money but i think people would saw a different side of him be like oh he can do both
0: right yeah so o- overall i i i can say that i enjoyed it for what it was it had some parts that were just like eh okay that's weak but the fact that they were able to get somewhere along the lines of like 95% of the original cast you know with the exception of a, yeah. you know couple of a few pieces of some folks who were dead but yeah, just just to get the vast majority of the original cast and then it had a lot of the main comedic beats from from the first one was definitely an enjoyable experience like i said it's not the greatest movie in the world or the greatest comedy in the world but it was definitely i didn't hate myself for watching it
1: yeah yeah i i I looked at like the early reviews of what people were thinking, they were like, "Oh, this is boring. It's a waste of my time. It's not funny. It's not this. It's not that." And I'm just, and then when I looked at, them am like, I didn't get where they didn't like it because, given that it's 30 years has passed, not saying this is the best they could came up with, because I'm pretty sure they had different ideas that might have, that might have come across better, maybe, or different scripts that came across as, maybe could have been better, but this I think was it was enjoyable. Like you said, you had, you had most of the cast that came back. You used just, just a couple new characters, like his daughters, his son, the mom, Tracy Morgan. But you still kept everything kind of centered in that, that, that universe of of Zumunda lore and things like that. So, you know, it wasn't too far-fetched, you know, given the 30 years that had passed.
0: Right. As far as a justifiable sequel goes... I don't know if it does that, if it can justify its existence, but it was definitely a movie that if it came out, let's say, two years after the first coming of America, it it would have it would have still been just as funny. But the fact Mm -hmm. that 30 years have passed, I I wouldn't say
1: it justifies its existence. Yeah, it's it's hard to say that this holds up just as well as the one in that happened came out in 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 86 88 right but like you said if it came out like two years or maybe or maybe like if it came out like in 1991 it probably was it probably would have been held up there in, in regards of a, of you know just just as funny but since so many years have passed it's like it's not a cash grab they definitely wanted to treat this with respect to it right and you can tell they did that and i think it turned out well you know they they said they had different scripts from like adam magruder ryan uh kogler you know, from uh, the director of Black Panther. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. So, Coogler. You know, and a couple of a couple of other things as well. And they, they you know they they kept wanting to go back, you know, to the essence of what made that movie funny. And I, I think they accomplished that. You know, I I don't I don't know what people were looking for as far as you know what they what they were expecting or why they didn't like it because nobody was nobody said why they didn't like it. They just kind of just like, oh, it's not funny. This, you know, I do like the they like the sun maybe something like that. But I'm like, w- 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 what are your suggestions then? And nobody, and I I, I couldn't find, find any.
0: Yeah, like I said, um, like I said, I, I don't know whether or not it justifies its existence, but I most certainly enjoyed watching it. And when it comes to movies, as long as I enjoyed watching it and I'm not pissed off and want my time back after it's over, I am okay with
1: that. So as far as coming to America two goes, I am definitely okay with that movie. Now, would you watch that? Would you watch Coming to America, then Coming to America back to back? Are they both named the same thing? Huh? Yes. Was, oh wow. The right. well, only, only difference is that the, the, is in the sequel is number two. Okay. Uh, I,
0: I never realized that. Now I hate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> One little thing, right? One little. Thing. <laughs> right. That's all it takes. Yeah. I mean, actually, before I watched Coming to America two, well, I'm, that's what I'm going to call it. I had watched Coming to America like you know a few days before, just so I could mm-hmm. look at it from, from fresh eyes. And Coming to America is, is still as paper thin as the story is. Still does hold up. And Coming to America Two is again, if it would have came out a couple of years afterwards, yeah, it would have been you know laugh and a half. But in comparison to the first Coming to America, it's not nearly as good. But again, it's still an enjoyable movie.
1: Yeah yeah and, and you know Eddie Murphy he's had his share of uh of good movies and bad ones as well oh yeah, a whole lot of props he's yeah he's probably one the, he's probably one of those actors that as many as many movies you like Eddie Murphy there's probably just as many as ones you don't like of his as well right and you know he came out with my name is Dolomite. I think that was the kind of test of waters to see if he you know if people still if people enjoyed him still. Right. He, yeah. He, 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 in the heat, That movie was funny from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Dolomite then, is my name is definitely Dolomite's my name. OK, it's definitely a hilarious movie. Yeah. That were that, that that was that was really good. And again, him and uh, Wesley Snipes, it was good or great chemistry there. Yeah. And so I think that was like the kind of the, the tester film. And I think you see you see a lot of actors doing that now, like Jamie Foxx you know, he's doing a couple a couple movies and it's like, kind of get that feel like, you know, the people still enjoy me in a sense. because he, yeah, I mean, he has new a new series coming out on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. A,
0: a, a new sitcom. Don't embarrass yeah. me, Dad. Mm-hmm. Or Dad, stop embarrassing me. Something along those lines. Yeah. You know, you know, hopefully that works out for him. It seems like, you know, Eddie Murphy, his star is rekindling. That fire is rekindling. So we'll probably see him in a bunch more things in recent years. Yeah. So good for him.
1: Yeah, uh, so what would be what would be uh, classics or cult favorites like coming to America that could be remade years later? Remade or have a sequel? Uh, let me, you know, have a sequel.
0: And you know, as I read this question and I was thinking about it, maybe it's the cynicism in me. If you only had one movie, maybe you don't need another one. But the only the only one that I was really thinking about as a cult classic that I could I could probably sit down and watch a sequel is UHF, the movie with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, okay, okay. You know, and he runs in, he's running a television station. Like, that yeah. movie is a cult classic. It's fucking hilarious. I loved it. And I could see a sequel, but the, the cynicism in me says, hey, you know what, if you didn't make a sequel some years after you made it, you probably don't need a sequel.
1: <laughs> I think for me it would be and they already did it. They already did a sequel anywhere. It would be Ghostbusters. And I would say, like, one or two was good. If they were going to do a third one, it would have to been in, like, somewhere in the mid or late 90s. Them doing the all women group, I didn't have a problem with, but it just wasn't entertaining to me. Oh, yeah. That movie is fucking
0: terrible. All of the jokes fall flat. So it has nothing to do with the fact that they're women, because all of the women in that movie are funny. But just. Yeah. The story is terrible. All of the jokes fall flat. Yeah, that reboot was completely unnecessary. I mean, they are having a more direct sequel coming out. Well, it was supposed to come out last year, but, you know, pandemic things. <laughs> right. Yeah, but they do have a more direct sequel to Ghostbusters 2, which is not nearly as good as Ghostbusters 1, but so we'll we'll see how that goes about, you know, having a sequel 30 years later.
1: Right, and then it's like they that that came out what like four or five years ago that that, that reboot. Yeah. And now you, and now you're coming out with a direct sequel, so it's be interesting to see how that one plays out because I probably won't be tied to the reboot at all. Oh no, again, no, not at all. That reboot is its own thing. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with them, you know, necessarily doing like a a reboot or or a, or a sequel in a sense, as long as it's done with quality cuz uh there's been talks about them doing uh set it off a new uh, like a a a, a, re- a reboot to set it off. There's been talks about them doing that and uh doing a uh a reboot on uh Scarface. Right. and, it's, and you know it's kind of like it's not broke White officer and the, plus those stories are kind of you know they they open ended. You know it there was no room I mean it set it off you you could expand that story of what uh the character of uh the character that David J- J- Pekin Smith played after the fact, but like, w- w- I mean, if you're doing a which, reboot, she- then it
0: it kind of doesn't matter what the previous characters did, because oh, okay. you know that that's the whole idea of the reboot is that it's it's some it's the same story or a similar story, but it's new, so the previous story doesn't really matter. It's not like they're doing you know some you know some type of sequel for it. If they're doing a reboot or a remake, you know you can just say you know screw whatever whatever those characters did, which is kind of the premise of Hollywood anyway. Tons of movies are just remakes of older movies,
1: so I don't have an issue with remakes and reboots as long as the movie's good. Yeah, well a lot of times those is just a cash cow because like like what they were doing with Transformers, After, it was making them money. Yeah, but after what was the last one? Age of Extinction? No. No, the last, last night. night. Well, technically yeah, the last one was Bumblebee. Well, that didn't need to be made. Because <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, shit, none of them needed to be made. Well, so, yeah, the last night, Age of Extinction, those didn't need to be made. It did not did not need to be made. But there was no need for Bumblebee because like, you're, if, you're, if you're resetting it, I get it. Rebooting it, I get it. But it's like nothing happened in that movie that made it Made such a big difference that said like this is where we're gonna go in this, in the, in this world from here on out. And that's why the movie flopped. So sure. you know, hopefully they will have a better ideas if they try to continue on with that franchise. Well, or, I guess that's one thing good about the pandemic is that they have able to, you know, work on that per se to start filming in any kind of way because they because that they they we came up with 2018, so what plans they had. It's been halted because of the pandemic. I mean, you you would think that you know the pandemic happening
0: would give you know writers and directors some time to kind of flesh out good days, but good
1: ideas. But we still got shitty movies coming out. So uh. yeah, cause they got they got made money. So oh well, that's gonna be Hollywood for the rest of that for the rest of their existence to make. They gonna put out some good stuff. They gonna be some shitty stuff along the way. All right. So you know, and Weird Al, if you listen to
0: the podcast, I don't mind if you make a UHF two. Stefan would appreciate that. (laughs) I'm not going to say I'm appreciated, but I wouldn't be mad if it happened. Right.
1: And what else we got here? So what do you think about WandaVision?
0: I really enjoyed it.
1: I I will say that it's that whole
0: homage to the sitcoms of yesteryear was done really well and I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they made Wanda is the real villain of the series as opposed to some generic villain that was actually
1: mad, you know, puppeteering the entirety of the se- of the series. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed WandaVision. It definitely was a different take on, you know, the, the characters in the MCU and how they created this, this world for her in a sense that, you know, she was just grief stricken. Right. Without, without the loss in her life and, this is how she kind of coped with the grief in in order to you know to depress, you know to kind of continue with her life and then and the, in the, in the, in the and I like how they explain how the, the sitcoms came to be because her dad was selling the I guess these DVDs or these you know these seasons of this of, of different shows and this would give her comfort in, in her early part of her childhood and then I guess right after Age of Ultron this is how her envision became start to connect. They were watching these old shows together, things like that. So it it made you really feel for Wanda and as to why she kind of went off on the handle. Right. The way she did. Yeah, see,
0: you know, ultimately is a story about grief and loss and it handles it really well. I mean, granted, Mm -hmm. it had to end the way Marvel movies end, whereas somebody with, some villain with similar powers fights the hero who has those same powers. And, you know, big CGI battle. I mean, it, it had to end the traditional Marvel way, but in essence, it was a story of grief and loss and coming to terms with that. And so, and yeah. again, it was done very well. And the way that Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany
1: handled each of the sitcom eras was done masterfully. Yes, like, they had some really great acting chops. Yeah, uh, Especially Paul Bettany, because I was just like, I he 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 hit that vision role. Even though in the movies, you know, you might not saw a big part of him, I, and, and the, his biggest turn was in in Affinity in War. But seeing him through these nine episodes, you really saw the different ranges he has with this character. Right. I definitely enjoy seeing him act and just seeing him interact and go through different different things. You no, know, throughout th- throughout this uh this series here so yeah and and i loved Catherine Hahn
0: as agatha because i love Catherine Hahn anyway she's great <laughs> and agatha all along is a fucking what is it's a bop
1: <laughs> that's what the kids say <laughs> that's definitely what the kids say yeah
0: said so, yeah that song is a
1: bop and, and, and you know and they get, you can tell that the writers and the director or maybe directors, they had a lot of fun with this series because they because they took a lot of I won't say they, I won't say they do a risk per se, but they just did things that were really unconventional, you know, with a, I think with, with storytelling. So yeah, I mean, at this point, you can't take a risk with Marvel MCU characters.
0: Right. If they, if they in it, it's gonna be big. But yeah, they it was definitely I definitely appreciated the fact that it was far different than anything else that Marvel has done.
1: They definitely had a very non-traditional way of storytelling. So what so what do you think is next for Wanda and the Vision going forward? Well, I mean, they made it a point to kill Vision
0: but not kill him so that they can continue to use him. And they, you know, it's already been confirmed that Wanda is going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie, which is the mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness. So maybe it will turn out that she's a a more of an antagonist than a protagonist than that, based off of how her character ended up in the last, you know, in the WandaVision series.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm interested to see how they're gonna play, uh, play her out in in that sequel. Is she maybe she might show up in the the Spider-Man sequel? Right, maybe possibility. But it seems like Marvel's Marvel is doing really well. To not to like that they, they they acknowledge the multiverse. But they haven't delved quite into it. Just like with Spider-Man: Far From Home, they said they said that you know the, the when the, the creatures were coming from a, a different a different universe or a different portal in the sense or from the snap, they, they you know they announced it that that it could be it, but then it was like all along that wasn't it at all. Yeah. Same thing out. with uh yeah same thing with One Division here. Like her children and Fiedro didn't come from a different. Different universe. That's something she conjured up herself. When it's Agatha as well. So yeah, I mean her
0: children she created herself, but you know the fake Pietro was you know because of Agatha. Right. But I think Marvel is doing a good job of setting up a new tale to tell because a lot of people were thinking that after Endgame, after the Infinity Saga, there was nowhere else for Marvel to go. That it they might as well just pack it all up. But they are doing a really good job of setting up new stakes and a new story, you know, a new wide range story that they can tell for their
1: universe. Right. And because of the fact that they bring along uh, King King the Conqueror into as a next big bad. With they that happened in Infinity War and Game and WandaVision and what was going to happen in Winter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, everything's going to have a consequence. It's gonna to lead to Kane coming in and saying that this is why I'm here because y'all done, y'all fucked shit up. <laughs> right, you know. y'all done, y- y'all y'all with too many things. So yeah, they're, they're they're building up a a good justification
0: for their new next big bad. Yeah. And so you know, and and
1: Kevin Feige, we trust. Trust more than the the them fools over in DCU. That's a whole number. That's a whole number. That's a whole number. <laughs> top, <laughs> right, right, top, right, top. right. We'll get to that. So, you, did you watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, I, I watched that
0: first episode. And what that you That was think? A, a definitely good episode for character building. So, I, I understand the characters. I don't quite know the stakes or what's going on, but you can definitely see that they're building this to be the buddy cop, the buddy cop show. This is definitely going to be far more straightforward than WandaVision was. Yeah, because WandaVision didn't know what was going on in the first right. episodes. So, yeah, so they're they're definitely building this to be, you know, a buddy cop, more straightforward. Like the first episode was the backstory for our two heroes who, you know, the, the title characters. And Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan definitely did a, you know, doing a good job portraying the pathos of these two characters going forward after the end of Endgame. And the not the death of Captain America, but the end of Captain America.
1: Right, because they they're not saying he died or hasn't died, but they they they're, they're sub, sub, subtly saying that that they moved on from Steve Rogers in the world. Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was an old ass man, so ain't wasn't much he can do. I like the, I like the fact that they had uh what's the man's name Don Cheadle. Yeah, it's War Machine. What's the character's name? War Machine Rhodey. character and and the, Rhodey. I like the I like the fact that they they are sprinkling in some of the other characters in the, in these series because in the movies, you don't, you don't see, you don't see them at all unless unless later on.
0: They've done a good job of at least having some characters in these movies to justify the, the interconnectivity of their universe. Cause they like in the Spider-Man movies or in uh, like uh, Ant-Man, they, they at least, they at least have one character to say, yeah, our, our universes are still connected Mm-hmm. Like just like with WandaVision, they had, you know, James Wu, who was the FBI agent from Ant-Man. So they they still have they still have something to say that, yeah, this is all taking place in the same
1: universe. Yeah, I like uh, the one thing I like about uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier was for for Anthony Mackey's for Anthony Mackie's character, when him and sis were trying to get that loan, he thought that his celebrity of being a, a Avenger might get him somewhere. But the the uh the bank teller was like, "Yeah, you haven't worked in five years." He's like, "Well, I didn't insist for five years, so you don't have no record of working. We can't give you a loan. So just go to show you." I don't know. You want to look at it as because he's a black man, he can't get a loan, or the fact he's a black superhero, he couldn't get a loan. You know, Still, so, you know, in this world, in this world they created. Yeah, I mean, it,
0: it, you know, the banker even makes it out a point to say, "How do you superheroes get paid?" It's like. It, <laughs> Was Tony Stark fronting all of this? What what happens? Right. Because right I mean superhero isn't an occupation. So how exactly do you get paid for it? So even if you are a superhero, how can I justify
1: giving you a loan if you have no money? Right. And you don't have, you're not like you're not one you're not like a Tony Stark who was a, a businessman and on top of that a superhero. Right. And what I liked about the winter soldier, his character his character art in that first episode, he befriended this old man. Who happened to be a son, the, the who the whose son he actually killed on a, oh, right. on a on a on a mission. Yeah, as was, the was like, oh soldier. man.
0: Yeah, so right. his whole arc is him making amends for all of the the wrongs he did while he was under control of Hydra. Mm-hmm. So sort of like he's an alcoholic, and this is part of his twelve steps.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like I like that lot. I like I like that a lot because that, that definitely touches on. His backstory and like what he what he really did you know through them years as as winning a Soldier like we saw a little bit in Civil War when he killed uh, Tony's parents but that's the tip of the iceberg really like he's probably done he's done a lot of crimes yeah oh oh yeah definitely he was that top tier assassin for quite some time
0: mm-hmm. so uh, I'm I'm excited to see how exactly what's the catalyst <clears throat> for bringing these two together and forming that whole buddy cop situation that they're
1: building up towards. Yeah, so they, I mean, it, they, they, I think these, the next episode is probably going to, you know, give a little more background, maybe some to, I guess, the Flag Smashers a little bit. You're right. They're uh, and, and then introduce Baron Zemo. And then by the third or fourth episode, by the third episode, they, they probably kick in high
0: gear. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And so I, I can imagine the first two episodes are going to be more of the backstory filler. In the justification filler, and then because they only have what six episodes, yeah, six. So yeah, a- after that second episode, they're gonna be flying on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, because one, I don't know you, I, you. I'm not sure you caught it when uh, Anthony Mackie was talking to his uh, his army buddy when he got attacked by flash smashes. He's like, you know, do you think? He interrupted him somehow. He's like, do you think they're super? he's like. They, he he shut it down real quick so I want to know what i wonder what that's, what that's gonna lead into right
0: like i said they got a, they got a lot of things building up so'm definitely excited to see where
1: they go with it so yeah you know, yeah i'm not I'm not mad at all about that can't wait for next Friday to come around and watch the next episode right said Marvel, Before. good job yes keep 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 on Marvel keep on because whew, y'all, y'all are y'all all we got As far as superheroes go,
0: I mean, there's there's a couple other things coming along down the pipeline, but the other big major studio is doing some majorly dumb shit.
1: Yes, I'm I'm, because I'm looking forward. They 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 are doing a Boys season three. I'm pretty sure they're going to do a season three of the Umbrella Academy. Yep. We got Jupiter's Legacy coming out. We got uh, Invincible coming out soon. I think that's it for superhero stuff goes, but the different tastes. That they have coming out, I'm really enjoying because they're not they're not part of Marvel Universe. It gives you a different take on superheroes and what's going on, and things like that. So I'm enjoying that as well. But yeah, the, you go ahead and talk about Justice Just League because I fell asleep three times trying to watch it. <laughs> right. So as
0: the only person in this podcast who actually <laughs> took the four hours of my life to watch that movie, I'll give a quick review because I don't want to talk too much about it. If that gives you any hint about how I felt about it that was four hours of my life i am never gonna get back as i said before when we were talking about coming to america as long as i can enjoy the movie and i don't want my time back that's a good movie i wanted my time back and i sat through the entire four fucking hours of that movie in one sitting no breaks just powered through <laughs> and every 15 to 30 minutes i'm looking at the time why is this bitch not over it's overly long The CGI does not look good for the budget, for the extra budget that they gave him of $70 million to finish his vision. It's long as shit. All this, the the major story beats that you see in the theatrical cut of Justice League are still there because those were still Zack Snyder's scenes. The only plus that I can give about this movie was tonally, it was cohesive beforehand because they had had to bring in another director in to do reshoots and finish this movie you can tell the disparate parts between Josh Whedon and Zack Snyder this one is a tonally cohesive movie from beginning to end for better or for worse (laughs) the villain is still underdeveloped and and weakish it's, it's stupid as shit his motivations are never explained whatever the backstory still is stupid the underlying reason for their team up still is stupid i mean batman trying to be the nick fury of the the dc universe and recruiting everybody really justice league unlimited did a much better version had an alien invasion and then all of the superheroes just organically came together because they're all fighting the alien invasion give me something better than trying to eat marvel while doing it poorly and the fact that so much of this movie was spent trying to give cyborg a backstory and it just being so fucking boring and you probably could have cut an hour out of this movie if you took out all the fucking slow motion every time somebody bent down to tie their shoe slow motion which so which in turn made flash's powers completely stupid looking because everything is done in slow motion and they do slow motion when they use the flash so you you really don't even get a sense for his speed and his powers and I don't know what tape recorder Wonder Woman had up her ass, but every time she did a goddamn thing, her theme music cut on. So she flexed her butt cheek and <laughs> every fucking time she did anything, her theme music came on.
1: That is true. You, you had to know Wonder Woman was on the scene because of her theme music.
0: Like you couldn't see her there. <laughs> you just look around at Oh, Wonder Woman must be here because goddamn it. Anytime <laughs> she did the goddamn thing, her theme music came on. What is that song playing?
1: Oh, that, oh, oh, oh,
0: it's you again. And they shoehorned Martian Manhunter into the movie. He did absolutely nothing. And the fact that they made him the general for Man of Steel raises super implications about the rest of the movies in this universe. About the fact that Martian Manhunter is there, has been on Earth all this time, and he lets all this shit just fucking happen.
1: You know why? Because it's none of his business.
0: Right, but if they're going to destroy the Earth, I would think it would be his business because
1: he's on it. Well, yes, but it's still none of his business. He was (laughs) acting like a black man then. All in all,
0: if you enjoyed BVS, you will like this movie. But BVS, in my opinion, was shit, and this movie is four hours of shit. I am so glad that now that it's over and all the hype has died down, that we can move the fuck on.
1: Yeah, because... I've, I've, I've been wanting to say that I, there are certain parts of Batman vs. Superman that I liked and there are, certain, there are certain things that just didn't make sense in the movie overall, period. Justin League was was a shit show, the theatrical version. And then trying to watch this, it just it just took so much out of me. You know, because I, I, I fell asleep three times trying to watch it. And then when I woke up, I felt like I, I just got a surgery. Because I was just so drained. <laughs> I'm like, why, why, why? And then, like the cyborg character, the the character of cyborg is so uninteresting. Very much so. That even even giving him a background story when he was human per se, before he turned into cyborg, was not interesting to me at all. The the, him having his own solo movie was not interesting at all. Shit, even having uh the Flash sequel, even though you're bringing in Michael Keaton. And Ben Affleck into that universe. The character overall to me is not that enjoyable. Yeah, before before you finish your thought, mm-hmm. Ezra
0: Miller learn how to fucking run. His run is fucking stupid and not how a human runs. Continue. <laughs> I
1: don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's the the, the actors or actress, actresses ability to train these roles. I think how they've written them. And with their vision of them, it just shows that they are not in not they're not in touch with those characters and, and what they stand for.
0: Yeah, and it's like, I don't blame Ray Fisher at all for this, but Cyborg's monotone, unemotional, uninterested, everything in this movie made him a fucking chore to watch, and then a lot of the movie focuses on him. So this stale ass performance. And granted, I don't blame Ray Fisher for it because this is what he was told to do. The director, Zack Snyder, told him to do this the same way he told right. Jesse Eisenberg to play Lex Luthor like he was a deranged dumbass. So I don't <laughs> I don't blame Ray Fisher for this. But the fact that Zack Snyder decided that I'm gonna take this uninteresting character who's acting Is putting anybody who listens to him to sleep or in a fucking coma and I'm going to focus 70% of my movie on him. And the fact of the matter is, in the theatrical cut, Superman is only in the movie for 20 minutes. But that's like an hour and 45 minute movie. In this Snyder cut, Superman is only in the movie for 20 minutes. But now it's a four hour movie. So Superman spends has even less amount of a role in the movie than he did in the theatrical cut.
1: So four hour movie, 20 minutes still, and all you offer me is of him in a black suit. Th- that's it. He's wearing black for
0: reasons that's never really explained, mind you. Just he's wearing black.
1: Right, and and I, and I like I said, and I've I said before, you know, night I had to probably has some good ideas on paper. But when it came to actually, you know, put it on film, it was just like, all right. Well, second, well, on second thought here, what what does this contribute to? Like, like Superman the Black Suit sounds great because you look at you. That's that's straight from the comics itself. Right, that's a Superman, that's a of Superman. But what does that what does that lead to? Like, what 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 are you showing me here? And they've been people been coming out, and and even when they I even him setting up the story for Batman in that universe. Batman been around for 20 years. Super Wonder Woman been around for hundreds of years. Why is like one producer said like, why is it that you haven't an older Batman meet the young Superman? Why couldn't Superman been young, Batman been a little younger? You know, you haven't you haven't been you haven't been around for 20 years, but there's no other explaining of his adventures for the past 20 years. You right. can't just left you. you just, everything's up in the air.
0: You know, Wonder Woman has been in operation since World War fucking one. And nobody's ever heard of her. I think people would have heard of her. Yeah. Yeah, so if anybody wants to take the time, however many many sittings you need to to watch the movie, I would say, you know, hold judgment for yourself. But if you had no love for this DC universe, don't watch this movie. You will want to fight Zack Snyder at any point in time that you see him
1: 20 years behind us
0: (laughs) right 20 years from now you're gonna see zack snyder in the grocery store and just walk up and smack him (laughs) because this movie
1: is that fucking bad molly him. i'm not saying he doesn't deserve to make another movie again or doesn't need to work in hollywood but he did he did really well with Watchmen for some reason you got to realize that
0: all of that Was just taking the comic book pages and putting it on screen. Same thing with 300. He didn't have to really think too much about what he was putting together. The rubric was already there. Justice League was a brand new thing. And I think the writer is Chris Terrio, who has done some other bullshit. And yeah, that combination of them leave the superhero movies alone, get the fuck away from it.
1: Yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to hop too much on it. So if y'all if y'all want to watch it, go ahead and you can fight with me and stuff on the comments. We can go back and forth all day. I don't I I don't care. Oh, I definitely
0: will. If you think this is a great movie. Yeah, I'm going to go point for point for you. Why it sucks. We here for it. Right. So that's the show. And as always, you can check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Music Play, iTunes, and Spotify.
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe. And, you know, like I said, we'll, you know, leave a comment. We'll talk back to you. Comment on my Instagram. And that's about it. So thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.